Amen. Amen. How many dreaming for a white Christmas? <laughs> I want to see who you are because I don't, I don't want to be anywhere near you. Okay, we might ship you all off to Spokane, help Pastor Sharky out. He's just in love with that stuff. But, uh, you know, we, we, we've got a dream. Amen. I hope it's not just a white Christmas dream. I, I mean, you know, God's really been talking to me, especially this week, and just, uh, man, you should have seen uh, the, the, the prayer force grow group Thursday night, man. We were, we were just in it, and the presence of God just filled the room, and, and he's just revi- re- reviving dreams. I'm telling you, that the, the dream that God's put inside of you, you just need to start believing again. You need to start, you need to stretch that dream. You, you need to get big on that dream. You know, when, when you talk to a little kid, little, little, little boys, little girls have great aspirations. Huh? You, you know, I mean, they, you, you start talking to them, and they're just thinking big, and there ain't no obstacle that's big enough to knock them off their dream, and they're just dreaming big. We got to get back to that spot where we're believing again, where we're dreaming again, where we're, where we're pursuing that dream with everything we got, because I'm telling you that those dreams, man, that, that God's put in you, in you they are, they are if, there's, if there's even a possibility, if there's just a possibility, pursue it with passion. Come on, let God deal with the rest. I said, let God deal with the rest. Well, well, what if it's not a God dream? He'll close the door. He'll remove the possibilities. That's not your job. He said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Well, I started out, you know, believing for this and, 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 you know, and dreaming about that. And then this happened and that happened and they showed up and he said that. They're not the end. He is the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He births it. He gets to tell you when it's done. Hello, somebody. Man, I, I, I'm just jacked up this weekend. Because, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking, what would happen? What would happen? Forget the other services. They're crazy. But we're the same ones, right? What would happen if you and I just decided, hey, we're going to start dreaming big. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to dream like we're on our way to change the world. Not gonna let anything stop us. We're going for this thing. Amen. Amen. Come on. Think about it, man. We're gonna change the world. You know, really, really, it just comes down to a simple choice. You know, life basically just always a choice. Deuteronomy 32, 18, before I sit in front of you, life and death. And here's how much confidence God had in us. He gave us a multiple choice test, and then he slipped in the answer. Because he knew on your own, you probably messed this thing up, right? So you got life and death. Choose life. You know, we just need to, we just need to make life choices. We need to always be giving life to that stuff instead of, instead of letting everything rip from our grip what God's put in our hand. I mean, I, I, mean, I know we end up dealing with circumstances. We end up with challenges. But, man, we just, we just got to go for it. A lot of people end up, you know, they just settle for whatever's manageable. Because that dream, you know, when you're a kid, you're dreaming big. But then, oh, man, then, then, then you know, you, you ended up with bills. Right? Or, or, you know, you experience loss in your life. You can't let that kill your dream. You got to go for it. You know, I, I really believe that what's happening right around here is just God painting a picture that might have the power to uh, revive and refresh and renew the dream that he put in you. You know, think of it as a congregation, you know, almost 10 years ago, we, we launched into this 
God journey together. We're just going to do life together. And really, really the dream is just to change the world. You know, to be honest with you, I don't even care how we do it. I, I just want to see, uh, you know, the, the world change, and, and God, God just use us somehow. You know, let's just, just let us uh, humiliate hell. I just live for that. I just want to humiliate hell. And, and we got rolling, and, 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 you know, the church started thriving, and lives are being changed, and, and we, we, we had a dream. And so, you know what, we, we knew we needed to change the world, but we knew we weren't ever going to be able to do it, you know, on Clearwater. So uh, we, we went out, and we found property, and, and we got a great deal on it. We bought the property, and we started believing God and dreaming about what was to be on that property. You know, we just dreaming. Just believe in God and own the property, and we celebrated that like, like, like we'd won the lottery. Come on, somebody. And just dreaming, and, and, and you know, and we, we, we had people helping us picture in our mind what it would look like sitting out there, and, 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 and then we, you know, and, and, you know just, to, just to compress the story, we started marching around that property and telling God what to do with it. Huh? Well, that, you know, we're just praying and praying in faith. And, and, and I'm telling you, you, you can be moving towards the thing that's not, but God can take you to the thing that is. Right? You just, but you, you're just speaking, well, what if we're wrong? Who cares? What God gives you at the end is better than what you wanted in the middle. Right? And so, you know, we're just walking around that property and marching around that property and, 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 and finding out that what we were dreaming for, there's, you know, man, we can't, we, you know, because part of our dream is to live a debt-free life. You know, and we, we, we need this thing to be controllable, and we need to, you know, and man, you know, to, to, to erect what we wanted to erect is just crazy. And then, then God brought an opportunity to us, and we started praying about that, and, and, and you know, and, and, and the trustees are like, hey, let's pray about this, and we're praying about it, and it's an opportunity to buy 80 acres that we knew we couldn't build on, but 80 acres of, of property up on Southridge that, uh, you know, just little chunks and tons of them, and, and that's going to explode, and let's buy that, and we can get this thing at a great deal. And so we, we prayed about it, and, and we got a word from God. Hello, somebody. We, I said, we, we got a word from God. And I tell you, it, you know, what, I don't know about you. I, I, I'm, I'm believing this about you, but once I get a word from God, dude, conversation's done, Right? And so I'm like, we're going. And so we jump on that thing, and, and, and we buy that property, and we know we can't build, but we're, we're believing God that it's, gonna, it's just going to, like, overnight, you know, we're telling God what to do. Overnight, cause that stuff to explode, and we're going to sell that stuff, and we're going to have so much money. Yeah. Believe in God. Then we had it properly appraised. It's worth a lot more than we paid for it, but it ain't worth what I thought it was worth. How come it ain't worth what I thought it was worth? Well, you're going to have to develop that some. You have to put some more money in it. Well, we can't put more money in it because we gave all our money to get it. And besides that, we don't want to be land developers. We want to be people developers. You know, and, and, and you know, we, we kind of brushed up against that. And, 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 you know, for the house, it just felt like, no, that's not God. That's not God. That's, uh, uh, let, let's just start praying. And then, and then somebody comes and, and uh, you know, and they, 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 they look at that opportunity and they're like, hey, you know, this is, this is crazy good. And I know, okay, so we're going to be praying for direction, right? Remember, remember in January, we do a 21-day fast? You better be getting ready. You know, the month of December is not a loading phase. 
<laughs> yeah, that'll hurt you. You know, don't, don't just say, oh, hallelujah, loading phase. Ah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. No, you're going to hurt yourself. You want to start preparing because at, at the first of the year, and we start on January 1, right, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Don't come and ask me, can we start on the second? No. Okay, it's just weird because I, I have friends, I have friends that pastor churches, and they always start on the second, and I harass them every year. I'm like, hey, it's awesome that you guys are putting God first on the second. Okay, but anyways, um, you know, that's just me. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but we started fasting and praying, and, and uh, you know, and we're praying, that first week we're praying for direction, and I left the office and, and was driving around and didn't, didn't want to go back to the office real fast, well, because I was fasting, and I don't like to be around people. They're so irritating when I'm fasting. I don't, they change. But, uh, uh, but, but I, I was wandering up streets I had never really been on and pulled into this parking lot and found that sidewalk. And, thought, and remember how nice it was in January last year? It was beautiful. And I'm going to go out for a walk and pray and walk down the sidewalk and sat down at one of those concrete benches over there and praying for direction. And I saw that patio out there and went, oh, God. You know, when you, when you help us get that building up over there on Riata, make sure that we have a patio like that one. Telling God what to do. That's my job. And, uh, uh, you know, just, just telling him how to do this. And finally, he just stopped. I mean, it's like he just stopped me in mid-sentence and said, don't ask me for the patio. Ask me for the building. Oh. And I had a word from God. 45 minutes later, I had guys up in here. Had Al come over and Todd come over, and we had the realtor come look at, you know, get us inside this thing. We're walking around, and, and I mean, and, and stuff's just going off on the inside of me, and I'm, I'm seeing it. Man, this is it. This is God's house. This is, this is God's house. And, and then the thought hit me, well, if we hadn't have bought that property, we'd have some money to work with. But Todd and Al wanted us to buy the property. <laughs> You know, you know those guys. And, you know, how am I going to explain this to everybody else? And I guess we can have a stoning. And, uh, you know, and just, you know, okay, and we're just praying about that. And, and, and then somebody comes and they say, you know what, uh, we'd buy your partnership in that property out. And we're not going to get what they want, but we're going to get back more than we paid. And, and it was a great deal. And so we, we sold our, our uh, you know, our position in, in that property at Southridge. And we, we came and, and we took all the rest of the money we had and we, we started gathering it together. And, uh, you know, we asked the realtor, what do they want for this? And it's like 4.2 million bucks. And we, we well, uh, let, let, we, we told the realtor, go in and tell them that we're going to give them the money we got. We're going to give them 2.75 million. He said, I'm not going in there with that offer. And I said, Unless we beat you down, you're going in. You are going in. I'm not going with you. But you are going in. And, and we just started praying about that, and we sent the offer in, and, 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 and he presented the offer, and then they, they came back, and, and they, uh, they wanted to have a meeting with us, and we went in, and, and the guy had to share our story, and we shared our story, and he said, you know, I just feel peace with that. We had to resuscitate the realtor. Well, the realtor had presented offers that were basically full asking price offers that the owner had rejected. Yeah. 
you know, well, what in the world's going on? Well, I don't know. We just had a dream and we had a word. We just had, we just had a word, man. We're just walking on that word. And, and you know, and, and to be honest with you, just thank, thank God he put people in my life that, that uh, would help remind me of the word because you don't know how many times in the middle of the process as we're going that, that, that stuff would happen and it would look like, well, that's not going to work. That's impossible. That can't happen. They're not going to let you do that. The city's never going to let you do that. The zoning's never going to get changed. They're not going to give you that ability. This isn't going to happen. And all kinds of intelligent voices, not, and they weren't trying to be negative. They are just trying to inform you of the fact. But God's word is truth. And, and the word of God is stronger than the facts of life. You got, you, you got, you, you got your mind, you know, wrapped around facts. You need to get your mind wrapped around the truth. Because all you need is a word from God. Because we're sitting in the building. We own this sucker. Come on, somebody. Well, well, yeah, but, but, but that's the church thing. No, he's just painting a picture on the canvas of your heart of the, uh, of the, uh, of the reality that it is that if you got a God dream, man, when you want what God wants for the same reason God wants it, nothing can stop you. Nothing, no weapon formed against you can prosper. It doesn't say, say that they won't be formed against you. It just says that they can't prosper. But a lot of times those weapons are formed and they come against us and, and, and we start shying away from the dream. And, and, and today, I, today I just want to kind of pump you up a little bit and tell you it's okay for you to dream again. Don't let that spirit of heaviness uh, uh, just become a distraction to you and, and cause you to let go of what God's trying to get you to hang on to. And go for it. Believe God for the dream. Believe God for the dream. Yeah, forces are going to come against you. Yeah, forces are going to try to stop you. But I got God on my side. It's a God thing. He said it's a God thing, what he's doing in your life. You, you know, when you're a kid, you know, I don't know, maybe you're dreaming about being a doctor or being an astronaut or driving a race car, but may, maybe your dreams have shifted a little. Maybe, maybe your dream is just to walk in a debt-free lifestyle. Go ahead and dream. Quit looking at the problems and, and believe God. You, you know, maybe, maybe your dream is just to demonstrate Satan's defeat and have a healthy body. Believe God. Dream again. Dream again. Start, start putting a draw on, on that dream and, and on God's ability to produce it. Right? You know, maybe it's just a peaceful habitation. I just, man, I just had a dream that our family would love each other and get along. Dream. Believe God for big things. Amen? Come on. Let's believe, you know, but, but a dream, there's something that goes with dreams. Dreaming pains are real. You, you're going to have to, you're going to have to be tough enough to withstand the dreaming pains. Remember Joseph? Here's a, here's, here's a guy that had a great dream. And, and Joseph, you know, in Genesis 37, 5, you'll have to look it up later. It's not that hard, though. Genesis 37, 5 says, Joseph ha had a dream, he told his brothers, and they hated him all the more. <laughs> That's good news. That you, you know, a lot of times you start sharing your dream, and, and people who are closest to you, they don't understand it, and, and, and it almost feels like it's driving a wedge in, and, and you were hoping that the dream would kind of bring us all together. But, but you know, hey. There's always opposition to your dream. Hello? You know, uh, 
you can't just give up because you have a plethora of problems. You got to press through all of that and be willing to dream. Setbacks will happen. Just get back. Hello? Come on, just, just get back. I, and I know that a lot of you guys, you feel like, you're, like your life is almost as if it's been tampered with. Like, like, like you've been through some weird stuff and some hard stuff, and, and now, now, you know, there's no way that God, God could produce that in you. And the, the, that's just some kind of a, a fantasy that you were hooked onto because, you know, of the abuse that you've seen and, or that you've, that, that's, that's occurred in you, and you feel like life, you know, just beat you up and, and you've been tampered with. I'm here today to tell you that God, God can do anything. Everybody in the room's got a past. Come on. If you're sitting here with a present, it's because you've had a past. And if you're going to have a future, it's because you've got a present. So, so, so what's happening in all of that isn't the issue, right? But it's what's happening in you that's the issue. And so you, you just got to, well, they hate me. Just keep going and believe in God for the dream because eventually everybody you care about is going to be impacted in a positive fashion by your dream. You know, without the challenges, life would be kind of boring. You don't want boring. You've had enough boring. Oh, the Bible's boring. The Bible's not boring. You're boring. You know, put a little life in yourself. And, and Well, think, think about this guy. Here's a guy. He failed in business in 1831. He was defeated in the legislature in 1832 and again in 1834. In 1835, his wife died. In 36, he had a nervous breakdown. He got his act back together, went at it again, and he was defeated for Congress in 1846. He was defeated for the Senate in 1855. He, he was defeated for vice president in, in uh, 1856 and for the Senate in 1858. And yet, in 1860, he was elected the president of the United States of America, Abraham Lincoln. What did he have that a lot of us don't have? The ability to just keep going. Knowing that, hey, if there's a God dream in me, nothing can stop it. There are not enough people, you know, well, yeah, but they're all voting against you. Yeah, but the Bible says that uh, I didn't elect him. He elected me. Well, if he elected me, then I got his vote, and his vote outweighs all y'all vote. So you can vote against me, but God's voting for me. I think I'll just stay in the race. Look at somebody tell them it's time for you to stay in the race. Amen. Get your dream and get your word. I said, get your dream and get your word. Get a word from God, right? Don't, don't just have the word of God. Get a word from God. Get a word from God and then just start, just start pressing in on that thing. Just start pressing in on that thing. And, 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 you know, here's a verse that you ought to make your verse, Luke 137. Check this out. For no word, no word, no word. That makes it sound like all word is combined in this thing. No word of God will ever fail. We ought to be having church up in here now. No word from God will ever fail. 
Yeah, I like it over here. No, no, no word from God. No word from God will ever fail. I'm telling you what's going to happen today while you sit here is, is that a word behind these is going to start coming up in the midst of your spirit. A word that God spoke yesterday. I mean, it might have been 5, 10, 15 years ago, and that word's going to be revived, and it's going to start, it's going to start breathing on the inside of you again. And you're going to realize, wait, wait, wait a minute. I had a word from God back there, and I kind of moved away from it because, well, you know, we had some stuff come up. But no word from God will ever fail. Sweet Jesus. You know what we got sitting up in the room right now? Man, there's entire ministries sitting in here. There, 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 is, there is enough stuff in, the, in, in this room. There's enough dream in this room to, to change the world. And it comes down to just that choice. I mean, it's just a simple choice. You're either going to use your life to make excuses or you're going to use your life to make a difference, right? I'm telling you, if you can just believe that word, if you can just make yourself quit running from it and start running in it, my God, somebody. Yeah, but I've made some mistakes. Look at who's talking to you. We've all, we've all encountered issues, man. We've got some stuff, but no word from God. We're not talking about you. We're talking about the word from God, and that word from God will never fail. And if you'll just believe that word, look at somebody tell them, I believe. believe. Look Look at verse 45 here. Blessed is she, hey, girls, there you are. Blessed is she who has believed. Blessed. The word blessed means position to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. Position to win or succeed regardless of what's going on. Blessed is the one who who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises. Oh, come on. If you can just start believing again that God's going to fulfill his promises, that in itself will begin to position you to win or succeed regardless of what's going on in your world. Regardless of what the voices are saying. Regardless of what the enemy is doing. I'm telling you, it's time to dream again. There's like an anointing to, to cause dreams to come, come forth and the collapse of time to be on your side. So dream again. Jeremiah 29, 11, in the King James, we know this. He said, I know the thoughts that I'm thinking towards you. God's thinking about you. And he said, the thoughts of peace, not of evil. He's going to give you an expected end. Look at it in the message. He said, I know what I'm doing. I've got it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Do you get this? That it's God's plan to give you the future you are hoping for. You might want to, you know, remember those old bicycle pumps? You might want to start. Pumping up your dream. Come on, it's time to get that sucker aired up. Because, well, I just hope we make it through the night. Well, it's his plan to give you what you hope for. Well, 
Well, I hope we can make it down. I hope we can get up big enough down payment to buy that new car. Man, don't you wish you were hoping you could have paid cash? Because he's going to give you the future you're hoping for. You might want to reconsider some of your hopes. I said, you might want to reconsider some of the stuff you're hoping for. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, we've always been broke. Great-grandpa, he was, he was poor, and Grandpa was poor, and all my uncles and cousins, they're all poor, and Mom and Dad, they had nothing, and we're just the byproduct of a gene pool that... <laughs> He's going to give you what you're hoping for. I said, he's going to give you what you're hoping for. I feel like I might need to start talking to some of the younger crowd, some of the older crowd are going, well, you know, I'm just too old. I just hope I make it through this Christmas. No, come on. He's going to give you what you're hoping for. You know what's, you know what's vital is that, well, what if I'm hoping for the wrong thing? Isn't that what you've been getting? What you have to do, if you want to just get crazy with it, is you have to align your will with his will. And sometimes that's hard work. Because what you want seems better than what your head's telling you he might want. But after you've raised a few kids, you realize that that's just the human condition. Some of you parents need to toughen up. Let me get pastoral for a sec. Some of you parents need to toughen up a little bit. You, let, you got a three-year-old sitting in a high chair with his arms folded, and he's ruling the roost. And we just do everything that he wants, and we build our schedule around what he wants, and we got a future built upon what he wants. He's three. And, and, and you develop that, and now, now it won't be long till you got some bratty teenager that's telling you what to do. And the, the, the deal is, is that your kids don't, aren't there to raise you. The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. <laughs> we got irritated people in the room. That's right. I've worked in the children's department, and you got... <laughs> Just giving you some wisdom, guys. You don't give a kid everything he wants. And, but after a while, you know, they kind of reach this spot. You know, haven't you ever done it with your kids? Come on, Mom. Come on, Dad. Haven't you ever done it when, when they just keep on you and keep on you and keep on you? And finally, you just go, fine. But you're not getting what I wanted for you. And then they find out what you wanted for them, and they go, well, I want that. You can't have that now. Why? Because you got what you want, and what you want don't work with what I wanted. Come on, you want to be careful. You got you 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 got to you got to pump up that hope, and you got you got to rebirth that dream. But you also want to make sure that your will lines up with His will. You know, Jesus. Remember when he was in the when he was in the garden and he was praying. And he he wasn't just, he wasn't just praying. You know, some some little book prayer. He was praying hard, and, and he was sweating drops of blood. And he was saying, you know, what I want is for you to take this cup away, God. God, what I what I want is for you to you know to take this cup away. But but what I want to want is what you want. 
So I, I don't want my will, but I want your will. And why is he praying so hard? He's not praying hard trying to talk God into changing his will. He's praying hard getting God to help him change his will to align with his father's will. Why? Because at the end of the day, God's going to give you what you're hoping for. And if Jesus hadn't have prayed hard, he would have said, let the cup go on, and let's just let these suckers just, they're on their own. But he wanted what the Father wanted. You and I, we need to want what the Father wants. Amen? Come on. We we need this thing. And I'm telling you, his plans are to give you what you're hoping for. I think that's crazy, but that's God's plan. It's going to really suck at the end of the day when you get what you were hoping for, and then you're going to blame God because you didn't get what he planned. Hmm. Oh, Proverbs 4.20. Dear friend, dear friend, listen. Listen well to my words. Tune your ears. Man, some of y'all need to readjust the tune. You know, dial in a little bit. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Come on, get his word out. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Quit excusing yourself for not knowing the word. You can rattle off everybody's name on Survivor and the order in which they were evicted of the past 20 seasons. But you ain't ain't got the word for the next 20 minutes of your life. You know recipes forward and backward. So you can make a good biscuit. But you can't build a decent house. Learn it by heart. Look at 22. Those who discover these words live, really live, body, soul. They're bursting with health. My God, somebody, look at this. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Don't come on the weekend and squirt out Scripture and walk out the parkway. Hello, somebody. Don't talk out of both sides. Avoid careless banter, white lies. Don't, Don't be arguing the Word of God with unbelievers. The Bible says, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he. So why do you care what he thinks about what God's told you to do? I have a clock now. Okay, get back over here. Okay, don't gossip. Gossip is talking about an issue to someone who has no authority to do anything about it. Okay? We good? Okay, look at your neighbor and say, well, then knock it off. Okay. Uh, let's go. Keep your eyes straight ahead. <laughs> Ignore all sideshow distractions. You know what the enemy's trying to do is get you to lose traction. Right? So all that other stuff, what's it doing? It's pushing you, pressing you out of the position where you have traction, distraction. Don't let what's going on disrupt what God has planned. Right? No more, no, no more of that. Watch your step, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Come on, just keep going. Just keep going. Don't look to the right or to the left. Leave evil in the dust. Come on, somebody. Give God a big hand right there. We're going to leave evil in the dust. 
Man, he's just going to start dreaming again and start believing again and start going again. Amen. Well, how, how am I going to get this stuff to happen? Let me give you three really easy, easy, easy steps. Okay, Luke 11, 9. Ask, keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Knock, keep on knocking. Ask. Everybody say ask. Okay, here's your first step. What do I do? Well, Ask. But, but, but ask, that word literally means to place a demand. To place a demand. It's, it's, not, it's not as much, if you study this out, you know what you're going to find? It's not as much verbal as it is uh, physical. It's not like you sit and, you know, like we're thinking uh, a lot of time we're, we're going to ask God to do stuff that we would never attempt. Well, you can't ask God to do something that you're not willing to participate in. Save my neighbor. Go tell him about Jesus. Oh, I couldn't do that. Well, then save your breath. Because you ain't putting a demand on salvation for your neighbor. How do I put a demand on salvation for my neighbor? I'll walk to the fence and say, what you doing? Hey, if you were standing before God right now, and he said, why should I let you into heaven? I mean, if something happened, you were right there, why should I let you in? What would you say? He'd say, I don't believe in God. Well, guess what? If you're standing in the presence of God and he's asking you, why should I let you in? You're now a believer. <laughs> so if you were standing there, what would you say? I'm a good guy. Well, the Bible says that all have sinned, good people too. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the Bible also says in the same book, it says, it says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So eternal life's a gift. You ain't got to earn it. You got to receive it. Well, how do I do that? Well, in the same book, the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. So guess what? Guess what, neighbor? Here, here just say this with me. Just say, dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. See how he just did it? So will your neighbor. Now you're putting a draw on salvation for your neighbor. So you ask and keep on asking. You put a demand. What's your life putting a demand on? The way you live life, the way you're going through life, what are you putting? So a lot of us are putting a demand on poverty. God, that hurts. A, a lot. Why? Well, because we're not diligent. We, we're not prudent. We're not wise. We just, you know, enjoy life. And we're, and we're, we're stuck in debt. Why? Because we put a demand on that. You know, think about your dream now and put a demand on it. Start living like you're participating with what you believe in God to do. Amen. You got to ask and you got to seek and keep on seeking. Isn't it weird that you find what you're looking for? We have, we have friends. I'm sure you do too. And if they're in the room right next to you, just keep looking straight forward. But, you know, we, we have friends that every time you go out, you go out for a meal. You know, you go out for a meal, they find something in their food. Why? Because they're always looking. It's like, what do they call that thing? It's like a colander or, or a strainer. And they put their meals through there and they, and they pull out the stuff they don't like. Just eat it. You, you know, eat any deadly thing, it'll not harm you. Come on. Listen from a fat guy. No, you know what kills me? Skinny people at a buffet. How, dude, I'm preaching now. How annoying is that? 
they walk up to the buffet. You know what I'm talking about, bro, and I'm not trying to say anything, but you know what I'm talking about, you know. And you walk up, you walk up to the buffet, and they have the tongs, and they're, it's like they're rolling the tomato over to look at it. What? It's how a buffet works. Just so you, if, today, if you hit one on the way home, scoop, slide. Scoop. <laughs> Slide. It's not hard. Scoop and slide. Just get on down the road because there's some other folk up in here who ain't looking for nothing to kill them. They're just looking for some food. I got to hurry. Knock and keep on. Knock. <laughs> knock and keep on knocking. So you got to put a demand on it, right? And you got to keep looking for God's participation in it, right? Because your lifestyle is putting a demand on it, and now we're looking for, for you know, we're looking for God. Because as, as God begins to participate in it, that's going to give you the direction to keep pressing in and putting more demand. And you knock, and you keep on knocking, and you want, you want to know what's cool is John ten nine. Look what it says. Jesus said, Jesus said, "I am the door." What are you knocking on? The door. Jesus said, if you think about it, if you put a demand on it and you start looking for me, you just keep knocking, guess what? I'm going to show up. And you're going to see this thing. You know, first world Christians, man, we're so, we're so weird. Because if it doesn't happen in the first 30 minutes, we're out of there. Man, when I was a kid, church lasted four hours. We get three entire services done in the same amount of time that we used to do like part of one. I mean, we weren't even done with the song service yet. We're hitting the parking lot. You know, hey, just, just realize this, guys. You are in. You're in for, for, for an amazing. We can live the dream. But we're also in it for the long haul. Amen? And we're going to put a demand on God, and we're going to look for God, and guess what we're going to find? We're going to find that the door opens up. And God's involved in our stuff. Amen. It's time to dream again. Come on, somebody. Give God a big shout and a big praise. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank him for your dream today. Thank him that he's doing a work in you that's going to change you. Give him praise today.